0: the taming of the shrew the
1: taming of the shrew the 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 taming of the shrew Conversation with Gabriella Vavoulos, or you
0: can call me Gabby, and I'm playing Lucentio. Beautiful. <laughs> would you be able to read your bio for me? I would love to read my bio for you. Okay. Working with Gabby has been such an absolute joy, one of the most consistently positive members of the cast. I'm not sure I've ever giggled so much throughout a rehearsal process. Gabby's ability to switch from having a fun side stage to being completely focused in her role is a skill I completely admire, although her focus on telling a story has seen both of us miss the occasional cue or five. During each rehearsal, it was clear how much thought she'd put into character development and her contagious energy has made the entire process that much more enjoyable
1: so wholesome. <laughs> that one is really wholesome. Yeah. How how does it make you feel? It Makes
0: me feel all bubbly <sighs> and positive. It's nice to know that I know that I can yeah be serious on stage and kind of deliver the role and um, have clear intentions and everything but also you know have a giggle side stage and um, I think an important part of performing with other people is not only establishing a relationship on stage but also off stage you really need to develop chemistry with people and I feel like the most authentic way to do that is to have legitimate chemistry. Um, Absolutely. That's been really important for me and it's nice to know that um, in that bio, that perhaps I've been successful in doing that. So yes. that's cool.
1: Um, I yeah. think, and and as as the bio says, it is a it is a real skill to be able to flip that switch between um, you're engaging with friends, um, being playful, having fun, and then really seriously committing um, to the job that you're doing, which is which is ultimately a job. Yeah, I love. Lucentio, I, oh, I just well, Lucentio loves so. yes, <laughs> uh, so so pure. He oh. she is so pure in in their intention. Um, yeah, I think
0: so. Like it, it
1: um, I feel like
0: during the show you could almost question Lucentio a little bit because it almost appears as if Lucentio just you know seen another pretty girl and perhaps she's just you know. Having a bit of fun, kind of thing, isn't taking it too seriously. It's just kind of like a, a fling, little crush, a uh, kind of thing. But I think as you go through the show, you really start to realise, oh no, the intentions are quite pure, and she's quite committed, and that's nice. And um, yeah, you get to see that development. Yeah.
1: Yes, there's um, you're you're definitely, she's definitely a bit of a lovesick puppy. Oh, at the, the beginning, <laughs> and. Yeah, I think to, for, for it to move on and, and become a little more serious. And and, and you're it's funny, too, that there's the scene where you are uh, competing uh, with the loot teacher. Oh, yes. Uh, and you, know. Yes, and you and... Uh, Bianca conspiring with each other to have a moment alone. Oh. Yeah,
0: I love that scene. It's so um, fun to play around with that and, yeah, it does very much feel like a competition and it's really fun to bounce off pole as well because, you know, he'll take any offer. He's such an open performer and it's um, really nice performing with someone like that who, you know, is open to absolutely everything, has no barriers um, really and will take anything as normal. He's like, yeah.
1: We'll go with that. Yeah, well, I um, was described as a uh, being around him as it being like a fever dream, and I can I can see that. I can I can see his wildness and 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 uh, fluidity. Sort oh, of absolutely! No, he's wonderful. Um, he's got such a fantastic energy, and
0: I feel so comfortable with him. He's someone that. Well, I think the whole cast generally I've felt comfortable with right from the get go. Um, they've made it such a nice. Open environment, even just simple things in rehearsals, like you know, doing check-ins, just genuinely caring about each other and what we're doing in our personal lives as well, and making sure that um yeah everyone's feeling groovy when we get into rehearsal and everyone's enjoying themselves in the process. Um, so Paul's been really great to work with, and that seems such yeah such a good time. And I feel like that seems really important for establishing the relationship between. Bianca and Lucentio, it's like the first kind of flirting yes, scene, I guess, like the absolutely. first really clear one to establish like, oh, okay, Lucentio's in the game, you know? <laughs> um, yeah. So it's really good for that. Um, and just finding little moments here and there. Um, hmm.
1: <laughs> I would really like to ask you about this, uh, this gender, this gender swap. Lucentio mm-hmm. is traditionally, uh, a man. Yeah. I would also like to ask you a sort of it's a, it's a two-part question, um, mm-hmm. and please feel free not to—you you don't need to answer this question. But I'm, I'm wondering um, about this gender swap and about your sexuality. I'd ask Bianca because I'm, I'm wondering about um, playing uh, two two women that are, uh, you know, falling in love with each other or having some kind of connection, and how that has impacted the way that you connect with the character, so mm-hmm. your outside experience coming in.
0: Yeah. Oh Well, it definitely rings true to me, the character of Lucentio being someone who identifies as queer. I'm not sure more specifically what the label would be, but I think queer is just a nice umbrella term. And, I agree. Uh, women, women loving women kind of thing. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that rings true to my personal life because, you know, I'm a queer woman so I feel... Um, perhaps more comfortable doing that on stage with someone else who also identifies as a woman. It's like, you know, nice and com- um, comfortable environment and,
1: yeah. Um, I, I do think that there is a – and then the reason I, the reason I ask and um, is partly because there are a couple of moments that your character and the way that you play Lucentio, the way that you look at Bianca – The intimacy feels absolutely real. There is no question in my mind that Lucentio desires Bianca. That's good. Which I I think is um, so powerful. I'm
0: glad that it kind of conveys that way because I think that's the intention I want to put across, that Lucentio is very passionate and very much in love. And um, whether you believe in love in first sight or not, I don't think I truly do in the outside world, but I am kind of playing into that a little bit. It's like perhaps it is possible that when you first lay eyes on someone, you can really feel a strong connection and you can continue to develop that and foster that relationship, that budding romance, I guess. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, it's really good. And working with chloe has been so great. Um, And I think, yeah, it's been really good just to establish a strong kind of friendship outside of the rehearsal space. Well, not outside of the rehearsal space as such, but like outside of performance, Mm. I guess, so that when you're on stage, it's just that nice connection. And I feel like in my um, past romantic encounters and my current romantic Um, relationship it's so important just to have a good foundation of friendship and just genuinely enjoying each other's company and having similar values as well that's really the yeah the kind of cornerstone of it all for me and um, I think that's kind of been my process with Chloe as well (laughs) Not to sound too calculated or anything, but yeah, no. just to like, yeah, Almost just a to
1: courting outside of the player, platonic courting.
0: Yeah, platonic bring- courting. That's it. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, totally. And I think that's meant that, you know, with blocking and offers and this and that, we feel more comfortable to um, accept or, or decline. Um, acting's also declining offers too. Um, but yeah, um, just playing off one another and yeah, really investing in the storyline between um, Lucentio and Bianca. Um, so, yeah, that's been really great.
1: Is there anything about Lucentia that you find challenging?
0: I find it challenging because obviously I know the whole plot of the show and I kind of have an insight into other people's motives and intentions. I find it hard to be as naive as Lucentio mm, can be yes, sometimes.
1: He's quite naive. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he's, he seems completely unaware of all of the manipulations and yeah, the... Yeah, the
0: consequences of her mm. actions, even though she believes that, you know, oh, it's for good intentions, which I, I, I do believe that Lucentio, you know, doesn't mean any harm. She just wants to connect with someone, really. Um, but, you know, consequently she's, you know lying to people pretending to be someone else forcing Mm. her best friend to well not forcing but you know kind of conspiring conspiring yeah to um for trania to be someone else as well it's quite um it's almost quite an ingenuine side to it even though Mm. the intentions are genuine there are um, I guess negative consequences yeah, that are kind of touched on.
1: Justify the means. Yeah.
0: Of. There's a scene where I have a bit of um, contemplation when I'm by myself on stage where it's like, oh, I, I, I may and will, if she be so contented, you know, she will be pleased. And wherefore should I doubt? Mm. Uh, and it's kind of that moment of like, mm. oh, like maybe the fact that I've lied to so many people, maybe that's not entirely justified. And maybe. Bianca doesn't want this or maybe doesn't want our relationship to have come from so much manipulation and lying like
1: that. Especially when you've just spoken about, you know, your your personal beliefs on relationships, so on, yeah. on having a solid and mm. an honest foundation, playing a character who has oh, good intentions uh, but has perhaps gone about it the wrong way and, um, mm. That, that is quite a conflict to reckon with. Yeah,
0: it is. But then I guess um, something that we've really played with with this show is, of course, that gender flip. Lucentio mm. originally being played as a male, me being female, um, stepping into the role and using um, mostly she, her pronouns, occasionally they, but that's more um, because Tranio is a male. So it's to try and not, I feel like that's more to mask the gender thing, in a sense, um, because you know, obviously Tranio is pretending to be me, but it's like if we refer to you, Lucentio or she, 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 it's like, oh, well, Tranio is a, a dude. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, um, I don't even know what my train
1: of thought was, but. No, that was very, it was a very interesting point about the, the idea of language has uh, come up in, in these conversations about. Um, about Shakespeare's language and that, that somehow that can feel exclusive and, and playing, with that, um, playing with that language has been so important. But also, and this is something I've said in previous conversations, the way that each one of you specifically play your characters, the feeling comes across so strongly that mm-hmm. it, it almost – the words don't even matter – in a way it's it's the movement it's the facial expressions it's the uh, the the tanner of a voice mm-hmm. um the inclination all of all of those things are are giving uh the giving to the character building the character mm-hmm. the words almost become um meaningless or yeah. far away they don't yeah, which I think is quite incredible because the focus is so often on the words, but you've bu- you've brought them to life in your bodies in the way that you express the words. Yeah, um, which I think is. A testament to all of your abilities.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think something in the rehearsal process that kind of helped with that is Katrina sat down with all of us in kind of um, smaller rehearsals and she talked through a scene like, oh, okay, this is act two, scene one, and we're going to go through and we're going to somewhat roughly translate what's actually happening in the scene. Because the first time I read the script, I had like very little idea. <laughs> what soon. is happening? Yeah. Like I kind of knew the main kind of, I don't know plot like the outer bit of it but I didn't really get the nitty-gritty of it Um, so it was really good to have Katrina just being like look this is what this means approximately and yeah this and that and this is kind of the what the story is for this character at this time like what they mean by these words and um, with that you can kind of um, use your current language I guess for us that's you know we'll Modern day English to kind of, um, in almost infuse Shakespearean and our modern way of speaking, so that mm. um, emotion, I guess, the um, conveying of emotions feels more true to today rather than mm. just saying a bunch of Shakespearean words and going really over dramatic and everything, but not really understanding what it's very mean. honest. I yeah, think. honest. I think that's a good way of putting it.
1: Yeah. And the rhythm, the rhythm of of the the spoken words feels more in line with modern day conversation as yeah. well. Um, there, there's no sort of dragging on, uh, as I think you would expect with Shakespeare, this long uh, drawl of speech. It's very, the, the rhythm is mm. very in line with how we speak now. Yeah. Um, I, I would also like to ask about your experience as an actor oh Um, what is this uh your first play your 100th play (laughs)
0: um so i started acting when i was about 15 uh i my first play that i did was a musical um in year nine i went to kingston high school uh, down (laughs) south and i did a pirate's life for me i played claude which is gender bend there you go um so that was really fun and he was just like Clueless, dumb, yeah. <laughs> going along for the ride kind of thing, and so you—you've experienced with the naivety. <laughs> oh yeah, a little bit. Yeah, a bit of a comic relief kind of character. Um, but yeah, that was really fun. That was kind of my first taste of the stage. I'd never done anything before that point in time and it took me quite a lot of courage to do that even though I'd consider myself to pretty be um pretty extroverted and maybe have dramatic tendencies um it was nerve-wracking doing that for the first time um but once I did I was like wow this is really fun and then I got to the year after so year 10 uh when I was about 16 at Kingston High and I did Back to the 80s which is another musical I played a character named Fergal another gender bend. there you go um (laughs) Yeah, he was like the nerd kind of thing. It wasn't even a gender, Ben. I think I was just playing like a guy. And it's like, yeah, you know, yeah, I didn't have an issue with that. You know, gender is just a part of it, really. It's all human experience. Oh, and it's all. It's all what um, even
1: is it? Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's we, it. We discuss, we discuss gender all of the time as if it's this linear thing and with the specific characteristics, and it's just. Mm. Yeah. Just take a step back and 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 maybe not be so in involved in the identifying. Yeah, of the it's ver-
0: very rigid. I yes. feel um, only now is it starting to become a bit more fluid, and it's refreshing to it see is. people express themselves. And
1: because yeah. that's ultimately, I think, what we want for humans in general—to be able to express themselves the way that they see themselves, the way that they want to be seen. Yeah um and not rely on the expectation of what it is to be viewed what you should mm. show up as and what the viewing what the the you, even just on the street the viewing of the people what, yeah it's um it's a whole big mess and it's so nice to see people just saying fuck it and doing yeah whatever they want. do what they want yeah. yeah
0: kind of take the power into their own hands and Yeah, not let those who are looking determine what their identity is or how they should be seen, um, which is, yeah, refreshing. Definitely. Um, But, yeah, that was kind of my early experience. Blabbed on about my high school life a bit there. But I moved into college, did a couple of musicals there, um, started getting leads, which was cool. Um, I did theatre performance in college as well, which was such a good experience Um, working with Rowan Harris who was my teacher and a cohort of about 20 or so students that were just all so sublimely talented Mm. Um, and it was really cool and considering I hadn't really had any training at that point as well so it was nice to just learn a bit about acting technique because I think it is useful to look into um, yeah different practitioners um, and yeah kind of see what their different approaches are and that's where I first started to really learn about having a choice approach and taking things from your external life and kind of adapting those things into your performance and how you embody how you talk your pace etc so that was really valuable and then from there I just did a few more musicals here and there just within the community Um, I've done a couple of plays as well I worked up in Strawn doing the ship that never was for about a year, which was really cool. Oh wow! Uh, My friend,
1: you've got that West Coast connection. Yeah, yeah. So my
0: friend Ollie Gorringe messaged me one day um, at the start of 2021, and he was like, "Hey, we need a little bit of help up here. Do you reckon you could come up, learn the role of William Shires?" Um, and perform in the play and I was like yeah that'd be fab so yeah. went up there and got that experience which was also immensely valuable it's my first kind of professional experience as well like kind of being um uh, paid as an yeah. actor which was really cool. exciting to actually
1: yeah. be paid yeah oh, I no, mean it's in cool. the arts in general if you if you get a paycheck whatever it is it yeah. can yeah. be two dollars and you're like, oh, oh even oh, an
0: honorarium hallelujah. yeah <laughs> it's absolutely it, it's helpful because it just contributes to those life um, expenses, but. I mean, it's not the be-all or end-all for me to be paid for acting. I very much see performing as a hobby at this stage of my life and I feel like if I were doing any other hobby, say if I like I used to play soccer a lot back in the day, if I continued to play soccer or futsal or track and field, something like that, I'd probably have to pay a registration fee. I'd have to pay for mm. boots, this or, sort of, you know, all those additional expenses. Whereas with performing, often you don't have to pay to be in a show here in Hobart, except for a few exceptions. But, um, for example, with this show, it's very much, you know, the audition, if you get in, that's great, and then you rock up to rehearsals. You don't have to pay anything to do that ongoing commitment. But, um, the, yeah, the, it's the kind of
1: like. Are, a little, the stakes are a little bit lower, which means that the enjoyment can get a bit higher. Yeah,
0: that's it. And, yeah, you're there and just having a play around, Um You're in a space with like-minded people and, yeah, it's great. And, of course, you don't have to pay to do it apart from really petrol and food, but that's one of those ongoing life expenses, isn't it? Um, And there are ways to work around those too, like, you know, you can catch the bus, you can make food at home, et cetera. um, And then you get a great performance out of it and sometimes you get an honorarium or if you're doing a professional show, you can get fully compensated. And um, I just think it's so great to have a hobby or a, something that I'm so interested in that fulfills me in that way. I think oh, it's really great and has really many, important. many positives. Um, yeah, so that's why I do it.
1: Really, um, I think I have to. I have to say. So I, I just recorded with Paul and we we wound up recording for a long time, and now mm-hmm. we've recorded for even longer. Have and we actually? <laughs> we have, and I love it. I love it because I just think the more that I get to know. Uh, well, really the 12 of you, including the production team, yeah. um, the the more I want to record with you because it's, uh, it's just un- unpacking all of these layers of not only who you are or who the character is but, um, you know, how you see theatre and how you see community which is um, all of these things that I'm so interested in and personally f- for what it's worth, which might not be a lot, uh, I'm, I uh, am very new to theatre. I'm very much in the in the world of visual arts. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the play is unbelievable. I truly, I am completely blown away. I had no idea what to expect. I certainly didn't expect this. It's just uh, all of you working together, the foundation that you've built, the play that you have have made interpreted it, it's just it's brilliant and um I just hope everyone comes and sees it yeah
0: me too I'm so glad that you've had that response to this I guess slightly different art form and yeah you know, I just stepping I'm into it injected
1: with but with inspiration just being around yeah, all of you I guess
0: with theater and even musical theater I mean both um I'd say I'm more inclined to just you know straight acting theater at the moment but um anyway just, you know, performing on a stage, you really are combining um, many different modes of art, including, like, visual art in absolutely. a sense, you know, um, set design and, I mean, poster designs, etc. Um, so many overlaps. Yeah, absolutely. And connected. then sound design, lighting design, um, you know, direction. For performers, of course, sometimes there's dance involved and, yeah, movement of thought. Sometimes there's fight choreography. Like you're really combining so many Um, different art forms and, yeah, ways of life really. It's just all jammed into this one beautiful um, performance and it's, well, not one performance but series of performances, a show, like, yeah, it's like just lovely. It's almost like um, kind of think of it as like an album, like an album of songs kind of and each song is like a different part of, the show, I guess, like, you know, the lighting, the set design. And perhaps et that's
1: why it's been so inspiring being here because it does it does incorporate so many, so many art forms. Um I, I feel like there's this door in my mind that's just open as a result of being here. Like something is clicking and coming into place and mm. it's been a real privilege. Yeah. And talking with you right now has been a privilege. Thank oh, you so, so much for recording with me. I really yeah. appreciate Thank it. Thank you. No,
0: I, I love chatting. It's been <laughs> an absolutely wonderful time. Right. And yeah, you've been wonderful to talk to, and you ask so many interesting questions. Oh, you make me think. You. I like to think. Um, so too. yeah, so it's that's great. Too much, I can't yeah, it <laughs> <Thankfully>, <laughs> I think I've got more of an idea now that I've gone through life a bit more on how to switch off, which is nice because mm. you need to be able to do that because resting is just as important as it's thinking. So important. You've got to have that equilibrium. Um, Absolutely. But, yeah, it's nice to have these kind of instances where you can just let it all
1: out. Definitely. Just let the
0: brain talk and, yeah, let it happen. Let it roll
1: off the tongue, all that good stuff. All of that good stuff. (laughs) What a beautiful way to end. Thank (laughs) you. That's okay. Thank you. This was Local with the taming of the shrew Treasure Chest. Local would not be possible without the incredible community of folks who make time to chat. I'd like to thank Stencil Productions, the cast and crew for welcoming me into their space. Honour the charity performance produced prior to opening night of which 100% of the evening's profits went to supporting Share the Dignity, an important initiative with the goal to end period poverty and inequality. And finally, the beautiful Peacock Theatre, you were a wonderful building to inhabit for the week. The podcast is produced by Carter Pierce and myself, Our artwork was created by Gigi Gordes. The podcast is funded in part by the Regional Arts Fund. For more information on the podcast and its guests, please go to localthepodcast.com or localthepodcast on Instagram and Facebook. You can watch for Stencil Productions' next work at stencilproductions.com and Stencil Productions on Facebook and Instagram. To support Share the Dignity, please go to sharethedignity.org.au.